Welcome to That Shit Movie's Quite Good, a podcast where the presenter loves every crappy movie ever made. This podcast is hosted by Graham Crow. He knows a lot about movies and sport and not much about anything else. You'll find him laughing at his own dad jokes on a regular basis. And if you think Gossip Girl is a worthy shit movie, then you're definitely in the wrong place because it doesn't even rank. Watch out for little ears. This podcast can contain strong language and, depending on the movie, adult themes. It may also contain movie spoilers if you're the kind of person who doesn't line up at midnight to see the first session. You can listen in via the website or wherever semi-decent podcasts can be accessed. If there's show notes, which will only appear if the soccer isn't on, they will appear on the website at thatshitmoviesquitegood.com. If we had sponsors, we'd make a big deal of them right here, even throw some confetti. We do have to thank Bombora Digital for the website and Kevin McLeod for the intro music. You can find their links in our show notes. If you want to be one, get in touch. Now onto the shitty movies. Here's your host, Graham Crow. Hi, and welcome to That Shit Movie's Quite Good. I'm your movie-loving host, Graham Crow. Joining me today, as always, is the indomitable snowman himself, Uncle Phil. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good today. Uh, yeah, all good. All good? Yeah? Good good, good, good week? Uh, I'm on holidays, so um, I can't complain. That's always good. Holidays are great. Uh, yes, they're more ideal than working, I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And joining me to my right is uh, Uncle Phil's son. Finn, how are you today? I'm very good. Thanks for joining us. Ah, oh, pleasure. And how's, uh, how's uh, school treating you? School is good at the moment. A uh, couple of upcoming assessments. Oh dear. You're, are you saying that you're happy for an assessment? Yes. That's the first child I've ever seen say, I'm happy for an assessment. Well, you know how there's always one child that you always drop on their head? He was it? Well, I, I, if you're going to impress me, then okay. It wasn't intentional. I no, 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 it certainly wasn't intentional. Uh, I've, I've dropped a few children on their heads, but, you know, obviously it was intentional. Look, it, it's only criminal when you get a run up. It's only criminal if you get caught. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> Anyway, okay. moving moving on. <laughs> this week we get to play the Movie Miss Quote Quiz because Finn's a little bit older than the girls that joined us last time. Um, and so I think we might get away uh, from uh, Department of Child uh, Protection uh, knocking on our door. Um, yep. So I've got five questions here. You've got five cards. Um, as always, it's a bit like uh, Cards Against Humanity. I give you a quote, you go through your cards, find the best one that matches. Okay. Okay. So... The first one is, leave the gun, take the blank. Oh, crap. Matt Damon. Leave the gun, take the Matt Damon. Yes. I think that's a good idea. Uh, Finn? This is very interesting. Uh, Leave the gun, take the lubricated horse cock. (laughs) Wow. I gave him the he wrong card. He went cards. with his A game, didn't he? Oh, dear. You know, I thought he was going to take it easy. He went straight there. He went straight for he the horse. He went straight there. He went straight for the horse. Oh, dear. Okay, question two. It was my privilege to know him and to make him know the world. He was a poet, a scholar, and a blank. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Quick game's a good game, guys. Uh, well, half the cards are upside down. Um, well, I've got... Uh, mm, quick game, uh, quick game. Uh, Finn, you go. Uh, 
don't know if these are good cards or bad cards. Um, They're all bad. Scum sucking road horse. That fits. Right. Okay. He was a, a poet, a scholar, and a scum sucking road horse. Yeah, you know, that actually does shoehorn in there quite nicely. It does. Uh, what have you got? I don't want to say. I'm too, too much of a prude. Sweat from a bab- <laughs> baboon's balls. And he was a sweat from a baboon's balls. That was from Lawrence of Arabia, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Right. Okay, this one is from Planet of the Apes. Take your blank off me, you damn dirty ape. Uh, take your mythical clitoris. <laughs> oh my goodness. There are some places you can put a... Mythical uh, clitoris. And there are some places you can't. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I only got one that fits. Go on. Love pump. A love pump. Right. So that, that, that actually works. Eh? Take your love pump off me, you damn idiot. <laughs> well done. This right. is all, you, you're good at this game. It's the cards. That's Nobody puts blank in the corner. Nobody puts That's dirty blank dancing, by the way. in the corner. Oh, I can't say that one. I've only got one card to play. I, it's going to be four terrible fathers. <laughs> Nobody puts four, four terrible, terrible fathers in a corner. I, I don't know. Uh, okay. What do you got? Royale with cheese. A royal with... Nobody puts the royal with cheese in the corner. <laughs> I like it. It's got a ring to it. Ah, dear. And this one is from... Uh, King Kong from 1933. It was blank that killed the beast. Okay. It was advanced child molesting. That killed the beast. That killed the beast. A Teutonic twat. A Teutonic twat. twat. That killed the that beast. Would be That's actually quite probably quite true. Uh, a, a German twat. Hmm. I think. What? Anyway. Well. Moving on. Moving on. Moving that on. The... So. Uh, we've been a little bit behind with our recording due to... Uh, uh, COVID lockdowns and uh, bushfires and the like, but we're back again. And uh, today we're doing a, a fun film, a film that's uh, a bit of a, a, a Saturday matinee style movie, I think. <laughs> you know, those, you're showing your age there. It is. I mean, like you know, the the the, the Saturday matinee Ivanhoe type Robin yes. Hood movies. You know, it's a it's an adventure film. So. Okay, shall I, shall I read the opening? That took me 10 minutes to write at work. A whole 10 minutes. A whole 10 minutes. I had to eat. Okay, all good. right. That was pretty good. So. Were you eating a royal with cheese? I was not. I was eating pasta. Were you sitting in a corner? I, actually, yeah, I was. Right. Wow. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> John McTiernan has a, has a fairly storied career. From Predator to Die Hard with a Vengeance and The Hunt for Red October, he's also responsible for the genre-defining action film of the 80s, Die Hard. It's the film that basically changed the action genre forever. Um, There's also been a downside to his career, The Last Action Hero and the Rollerball remake. Um, Today's film falls somewhere in the middle, uh, taking the stories of Beowulf and the real-life Baghdadi poet Ahmed Ibn Fadar, Fadan, Fadan, I can never say his name. Fadlan. Fadlan. Um, and merging them into an old-timey adventure story 
of unnamed monsters. This film had huge budget overruns due to reshoots and meddling by Michael Crichton, who wrote the book, Eaters of the Dead, and the screenplay. And I can't help thinking, if it had gone out as originally filmed, would it have been better? Probably not. Today, we enter the gates of Valhalla, where the dead live forever. Cool. Ah. Ten minutes. That took ten minutes. Ten minutes. What? That wasn't bad. I'm getting good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we go. Um, the film opens. It's the high seas. They're on a Viking longboat. Um, and we're getting a monologue from uh, uh, Iban Fadan, uh, played by uh, What Anton. did you just say? Iban Fadan. Fadan. Ibrahim. Ib no, it's Ib Iban. Ibrahim Ibn Ahmed Ibn Badlan. Okay. Did I, did I watch okay. this? Do I have to keep repeating the name? Yes. Until I get it right. Played by Antonio Banderas. Um, and he does this monologue, which is, uh, you know, he says his name. Um, and, his, and, it, and his life wasn't always like this. And then it kind of uh, goes into a sort of a vignette of, uh, of his life in Baghdad where he fell in love with the wife of a rich merchant who then spoke to the, uh, the caliph who had him expelled. Uh, yes. Now, if I had a dollar for every time I fell in love with the wrong person and got expelled to, um, <laughs> to the northern reaches, I wouldn't have a lot of money. But um... so, so, the, so the vignette ends and, and, and they're riding... Uh, camels across the desert, um, or horses. Is a horse? It's horses, not camels, isn't it? Yeah. They're riding horses across the across the towards heading north, towards uh, the land of the Tatars, which well, are, actually, they're which heading are to the land. We see oh, we've got a bit of a, a geograph it's, expert here, it's and the steps, the, steps of Russia, isn't it? Uh, well, uh, kind of. Well, basically, he got seconded to spend time with the Volga Bulgars. Mm. Yeah. And and it was on his way there, they went through the that region which is the Crimean. You yes. Step in if I'm wrong. Oh. The Crimean region, which is where the Tatar ta, Tatars live. Taters. <laughs> Taters. Tater Tars. They're like they're like a horse tribe. Yeah, yeah. So they're horse quite tribe. aggressive. So yeah. and they rounded on the the, the camel train. Yeah, they raid. They raid the the train. The, the camel train. Yeah, more northern Caspian Sea region, entrance to the Volga River. Oh, okay. Yeah. So where we meet the Vikings is on the Volga River. On the Volga. Yeah. They're Volga. Yeah. They're actually Volga Vikings Volga from Vikings. the sort of northeastern part of Scandinavia. You have to admit those guys got around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, which actually makes this quite poignant because, you know, especially through Netflix, we're seeing a lot of things with, um, that are skewed toward, towards Vikings uh, on Netflix. The actual television series Vikings has done very, very well. Hmm. I think season five, oh, they're up to now. Six, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I actually posted on, on my Instagram, on the That Shit Movie Instagram, um, uh, an image of Holy Island, which is a little island off the coast of uh, Northumberland, in, in where I'm from originally. Okay. Um, and that's actually um, got uh, Lindisfarne Monastery in it, which is in the first season of Vikings. Ragnar's—it's the first place Ragnar raids. Oh, and he meets—he meets 
uh, his he befriends the well befriends the, the monk steals the monk yeah. and they later on become so so I had friends. I had three images on there and because the way you get to Holy Island is you wait for the tide to go out okay and there's a road that goes across the ocean floor like a road you drive your car across the ocean floor to Holy Island right and then you've got a time you're coming back because I think the tide comes in at like at four or five o'clock in the evening. And if you don't get back, I had an image of what happens if you don't, <laughs> if you don't beat the tide. And there's like... It would be lots bad. Of, lots of people end up with their cars semi-submerged. So it, it doesn't get too deep? Uh, up to the roof. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That um, doesn't sound so good. So, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty pretty place. It's got a castle, got a, got a uh, ruin of a monastery, which yeah. is obviously the monastery where Ragnar was yeah. writing. Interesting. Which is, it's a beautiful place, beautiful part of the world, <laughs> <laughs> he says. But I just thought I'd throw that in there. So they're, um, they're, they're being raided by the Tatars. Um, and as, the, as they are getting closer to them, they come to a, um, a, they come to a river. The, the Volga, Volga River. The Volga River. Yeah. Um, which the Tatars start turning and, and running away. And they're trying to figure out why. And they, someone yells out, the Vikings are coming. Or the Vikings are here to that, or something to that effect. Well, you see a longboat coming up the river, don't you? A longboat coming around the river, yeah. Um, And and like at that point, I realised that that was a giveaway. Mm. So, (laughs) Antonio Banderas's uh, 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 translator is a family friend called. uh, uh, I'm going to try and say this, Mishestek. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go with your pronunciation, unless you want to step in. Mitch's yeah. Mitch's dead. I'm not, I'm not a I think I was like that anyway. Okay. Um, played by Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif. Now Omar Sharif loved this film so much he retired from acting for five years. He and I think his final quote was, "Why do I keep doing shit movies with shit directors?" Oh, right. <laughs> with directors, or was it? It might have been directors that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I think he resented the fact that halfway through the tent scene, uh, the director wanted him to say, Yippee You're allowed to say it. I, yeah, well, true. Yeah. So, anyway, they, they, they enter the king's tent um, uh, uh, looking, for, looking for the king, and Omar Sharif is, because uh, I'm just going to say Omar Sharif because it's easier than saying his character's name, yeah. um, is <clears throat> trying. A range of different languages to uh, see if he can communicate. Well, at first he was speaking Arabic. Arabic, that's right. Yeah, and they didn't get it. Mm. So he tries um, Greek or Latin. Well, he says Greek, but it's not Greek. I think he was actually speaking Latin. I think it's Latin that he speaks. Byzantine. I think, well, that that would have been ancient Greek at the time, probably. Because I think it's like 900 AD or something like that. Are we going to bury your expertise on this one, Finn? Correct. Right. Well done. Excellent. Can... <laughs> we, we brought him along for a reason. It yeah. adds an element of credibility. <laughs> oh, we need it. <laughs> yeah, so we nice. do. Um, so he finally, um, he finally uh, finds someone that speaks uh, uh, Latin also, which is Herger, uh, played by a German actor who's not been in much other, not many other speaking language, uh, English speaking language films. Uh, a guy called Dennis uh, Storhoy. Right. Um, uh, he's Herger, the short 
The short, the, the short, shorter, the, the, the short blonde, blonde head, or the curly head yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I thought all the Vikings in this were great. Well, the the people, yeah. well, the characters playing the, the, the Vikings were all quite believable. They had <laughs> the physicality for it. You know, I thought the costume was great. So, um, he basically says that the king is in the tabernacle, and you can't speak to him because he's dead, essentially. Yeah. Just having a long lunch. Mm. There are a lot of Viking kings, though. That's right, and there's a there's a man sitting down at the uh, at the at the uh, sitting on the on the floor eating, um, and they point out that that's uh, Bullvire, yes, um, who is the heir apparent to the throne. And there's of a, the Volga kings in, and, in the Volga king region, he was the heir apparent. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's a really co cool moment where someone tries to uh, assassinate him to well, take his Well, that's his brother. And he... Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was his brother that attempted to assassinate him. And, and then he just killed him, executed him on the spot. Carves him open. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, you think about it, who else would have attempted to kill him? Uh, unless it was a family member of royal descent, because they would be the next ones in line for the throne. That's right, that's right yeah. So he must have known it was coming. So they, um, uh, they, they, I guess, they don't, I, can't, I don't think they really meet Bullvi at that point. Um, no, he doesn't say much. No, he just carves up his brother and... And sort of sits back down. Continues on. Yeah. Um, and then they have the, uh, we come to the funeral of the old king. Um, and Herga uh, expl is explaining to them in, um, uh, in Latin that... The way they're doing the funeral is the old way. The way that they used to, the way that they used to bury the dead, yeah, um, in a longboat with their possessions. Um, the king's wife is um, saying an old Viking prayer as she's raised above the crowd. This um, this is actually quite. It was quite interesting because. Um, The character, the, the the Arabic character, which is uh, Ibn. Ibn. We'll just call him Ibn because that's, <laughs> <what they're calling laughs> well, that's what they call him through the movie. Well, anyway, he, right? he because he was a real character, and like Michael Crichton used uh, a poet who actually existed at the time, and he when he joined the Volga Vikings, he he met he actually participated in a, a, a 10-day excuse me um, a 10-day ceremony to bury a king uh, and as part of it, it it does go into quite some detail as to what happens she didn't voluntarily no, well, she, no she did voluntarily well I think I think she but she it doesn't goes, end well for no she she gets burnt alive uh, no, she gets she actually gets killed before then. Oh, does she? I didn't. See yeah, that, they um, it, again, it doesn't end well for her. So, Strange. but uh, but that actually did 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 occur. That that's it's a fictionalized event, but that actually that ceremony mm -hmm. what did actually occur. Well, I think Michael Crichton took um, uh, some liberties. Well, not liberties, but he did use uh, the writings of. Ibn's journey. Yeah. Um, because he that, actually that did travel to the, the north um, as part of incorporated it into his book. Yes. 
as well as the uh, the story of uh, Beowulf. Yeah. So. Um, so. They have a, a a big wake afterwards, and um, the next morning, uh, they, I always find this scene good where they're handing around the bowl of water. Oh and, man, that and, uh, is truly disgusting. And they're doing the old bushman's handkerchief into the bowl. Uh, for our American friends, a bushman's handkerchief is when you stick your finger on one nostril and blow out the other nostril. Yeah, well <laughs> and then described. Rinse yeah. and repeat. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'd rather just have a tissue. Um, and then they wash themselves in the bowl and then they pass it on to someone else who then uses the same water to bathe themselves as well. So you're not only washing off the night before, you're washing yourself in someone else's snot. Yes. Um, and then a boat arrives uh, carrying a young prince, which uh, is Wolfgar, I believe. Wolfgar, son of... Son of... Uh, King Hrothgar. Hrothgar? It's mm. not Hrothgar. Hrothgar, yes. Ah, Hrothgar! I've got some... I've got, I've Which got is some... interesting, because Hrothgar is a character from... Beowulf. Beowulf. The Viking play. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... So he... He, he brings um, news of a, an unnamed evil to the north. An evil that they can't name. <laughs> Dave. Um... And Bullvi calls for the, uh, the the seer, the reader of the the reader of the stones or the reader of the bones to come forward, um, a fortune teller for all extent. And, but, but um, I think they refer to her as the angel of death. Mm, um, yes. She didn't look very good. She might have been close to death. Um, so she throws the bones on the floor and then ferrets around with them. Looking Why like is she, it always bones? I don't know. I think that's just a thing back in the days. Dead? Maybe. Maybe. Knuckle bones, that sort of stuff. Bones. Um, but she's like ferreting around like she needs glasses. She's that close to them. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. That's what she probably um, poked herself in the eye a few too many times with bones and stuff. And reading, reading the bones, she uh, suggests that um, 13 warriors must travel north. For it to be successful. For it to be successful. And then she starts calling out. Um, Bullvi takes the first bone. Um, and I can't, I, I can't remember them in order, but I do remember that Herger, who is basically Bullvi's right-hand man through the film. Yes. He's about fifth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he comes, he comes forward. Fifth. He's not like going, yeah, I'm right with you. <laughs> you, well, you, yeah. you know, you'd want to make sure there were some pretty big guys. He's, there. he's waiting to see who goes with Bullwire first. Yeah. Yeah. Before oh, he commits. Look, I, I wouldn't have committed. Oh, look, I wouldn't have been top three, Finn. Probably not. No. I, I would have been lucky yeah. to be in the 13. Well, this is a podcast, Finn, so you can actually say that you have incredibly broad shoulders and a thick neck. Okay? And no one would know the wise. You're, ah. you're a, a, I've just got a thick neck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh dear. I got a turkey's neck. So, so we get to we get to twelve. Um, so we've the, so we've got uh, Bulvai, Herger, Skeld, Wealth, um, Rathal, Ronath, Halga, Halfdane, Edgatho, Half Halt Haltat Haltath, 
<laughs> Ragnar and Hyglak. 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 There you go. That's 12. They're the 12, the 12. Uh, Vikings that have uh, taken the bones. And before anyone else can step forward, she uh, proclaims that the 13th warrior must be no Northman. Right. At which point, everybody looks at Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone you know, in the team. Well, the, you know, why didn't they look at the interpreter? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to take a 70-year-old bloke. <laughs> yeah, but he's really scrappy and I'm fine. Ah, dear. So, uh, and, and his interpreter, uh, Omar, Omar Sharif, looks at him and goes, the 13th warrior is you. Oh, that's awkward. You notice he didn't put up a fight? No, he just kind of went along with it. Which yeah. I was, yeah. Why, why didn't, I, I don't know, what do you think, Finn? Why didn't he put up a fight of this? Like, he, he just literally went along with it. Like, well, that doesn't, I've got nothing else on. Now, now the, the weird thing I found at this point is, because um, they, they all leave on horseback. Um, yeah. And one of them uh, says something in, in uh, Scandinavian. And... Uh, it's repeated to uh, repeated to his interpreter, and his interpreter says to him, "He said, hurry to meet death, or hurry to meet death before your place is taken." Right. Um, which, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But why did they take horses? That's what I want to know. Why did they ride? They, the Wolfgar turns up in a perfectly good longbow. Um, the, where does the Volga River go? Finn. It goes northwards through Russia. Yeah. It'd be a long journey. On horseback. Yeah. Um, yeah, but would it have been upriver? Potentially that would have been a slow trip though, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Like right, would have been slow? Yeah. So maybe they took their horses because it was more dramatic. What, they would have had to have got into the Black Sea and then out through the Mediterranean and then back around. Oh yeah, that would be even longer. Yeah. If they'd gone by boat. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah. So they, they, they leave on horseback and it's kind oh. of a... Um, we get the... Um, uh, I think it might be Skeld who barks at the, barks at the, the yeah, horse. Yeah, he does get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Um, and, uh, you know, it says, uh, only only a Arab would bring a dog to war. Yeah, I did like that. Um, so they, but they, they head off on this very long horse ride um, north into... Um, it had to have been a long horse ride. Mm. It had to have been. Did well, they show we, much of the horse ride? Uh, it was probably about five minutes, maybe? Well, they did focus more on the, on the evenings because it was during the evenings that... Yeah. That um, th that our main character of Antonio Banderas learnt how to speak Scandinavian. Yeah. Which is which is because he's sitting there and you can see like he's picking up the words and there's a lot of um, being a Germanic language the same as English and obviously German and there's a lot of words that are very similar to the English language in them. Yeah. Um, not that, that you're supposed to know that they're speaking Scandinavian. You're supposed to assume they're speaking Scandinavian, not English. But um, you can see him kind of picking up words as he goes. 
Um, and then slowly over the nights and night of listening. Nights and nights. Nights and nights. He, um, and it's at, the, it's at the point where um, Skeld uh, uh, insults his mother. <laughs> That he finally clearly that's a bridge too far. He finally shows his hand that he's actually learnt um, how to speak their language. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they are all quite amazed at that. Yeah, they. Uh, Bullvi gets up and and well, Skell's about to kill him because um, yeah. he insults him back. Yeah, they have a good laugh about it though, don't they? Afterwards, they do. Yeah. 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 Because uh, he 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 uh, uh, insists that at least he knew who his mother was, <laughs> <laughs> which may or may not have been true. Well, speaking of languages, because I just happen to have, I just happen to have a little bit of Beowulf in Anglo-Saxon. Now, I just happen to know for a fact that. Finn is one of the few people who can speak. No. Who, who can read yeah. Anglo-Saxon. So I'm going to set... I've set you up here. I've printed off a little bit and I'm going to pass it to you and I'm going to get you to see if you can have a, a go reading it for us. In a nice big voice. But I haven't in a while. I don't care. I don't know what this means, but I can <laughs> pronounce it. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, if you can pronounce it, that's great. I think. So, a nice clear voice. Hwe, we gardener in Gerdegem at Biodisna Dirisninga at Trim Gifrunen, who far Eflings Ellen Frimidon of the skilled skating. Skathina Threaten Monogum Meth Megden Mordus. I can't, I can't. You're doing very well. Look, hey, we don't know. We don't know whether you're not doing a good job. Because I can't even read that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, well, look, thank you very much. That, that 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 could actually say, I'll have a Big Mac fries. And a large coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah clearly, like clearly, this one here that says Royal with cheese and chucking a Saxon. Yeah. Can I have a McFlurry? Yes. So um. Any. Just to clarify, I probably didn't do that a hundred percent correct. To listen, none of our listeners will know the difference. I'm pretty sure our our Angolan warlord friends uh, who do listen regularly to the podcast don't speak good Anglo-Saxon. Or at least I should say, our listener probably. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. Well, thank you, Finn. You know, uh, it was good to put you under the under the spot, uh, on the spot. So Bullvi steps forward, and uh, uh, actually, it might be Herger steps forward and asks him uh, how he learnt the language. At which point, he just says, "I listened." Well, I want to know how this guy knows how to speak Anglo-Saxon, but, you know, I'm sure that's for another journey. Why didn't they teach it in schools instead of French? I know, I know. French. Why French? It's always French. Nobody likes the French. The French. Nobody likes the French. They're only one paratrooper from giving up. Sorry, I didn't mean to... (laughs) (laughs) I I don't mean to alienate our French followers. (sighs) 
Yeah, if you're currently traveling through Angola and you're listening to this podcast, watch out for the paratroopers. Mm. Den Ben Fu. Den Ben Fu wasn't a victory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Vietnamese bread as well. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh dear. So the next we um, the next uh, after they they basically all start laughing um, at that point, and then it cuts scenes uh, to. The longboat scene from the beginning of the movie. Yes. Um, with, the, the, with the the high seas and the... Yeah. And uh, they're, those seas are big. Big seas. So they're, um, they're, they're, they look like they might be in the Baltic or... Yeah. Uh, that's probably most likely the Baltic. The Baltic, yeah. The Baltic? They wouldn't have gone around the Atlantic. Mm. Right, okay. It's okay. Uh, big seas anyway. So uh, what do you reckon they came out, Finn? They came out... Uh, somewhere in maybe... About north of Estonia, okay. South of Finland. North of and then sailed around, sailed around the to, to Denmark south. or. I'm pretty sure they were in Jutland or Sweden or wherever. Denmark or Sweden, something yep. like that. Yep, got like the um, the boat version of an Uber, and um, but I didn't see the horses on the boats, but the horses were there. Yeah, they, I think mm-hmm. they're under uh, below deck because it's oh. a big long boat. It is. Yeah, it doesn't mm. look that big. Mm-hmm. It's right, a big, it's a big boat. Cool. Um, he did. He did not. Um, um, Ibram. Ibn. <laughs> Ibn. Uh, Ibn. We'll call him Ibn. 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 Did not look like he was travelling well for that. Uh, journey. he's not a. He's not a, a seafaring man, is he? By no. any stretch of the imagination. No, he's not. Doesn't have his sea legs. No. No. Um, and so, we uh, the ship is. Uh, he wakes up and there's a, the ship is engulfed in a fog. The longboat's engulfed in a fog. Um, and they're firing flaming arrows into the fog. They're fl- firing flaming arrows into the fog, into the mist. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is kind of a, a way of finding how close land is. Navigating? Yeah, navigating your way to land. Because if so you hit... Born walking, this guy. Mm. Speaks Anglo-Saxon. Knows how to navigate. Nothing impressive. Knows where the Baltic is. Um, yeah. So they, they land um, in this mist-covered uh, wilderness. Mm. Uh, bang a, on. Bang on where they needed to be. Bang yeah. on where they needed to be. How, do, how, how often does that happen? Come on, people. Only in movies. Only, only, in, only in movies. Yeah, we don't want to reshoot this. Where the hell are we? Yeah. Um, and they're waiting. They're waiting. Oh, they're, they're waiting as they unload. Well, some of them are waiting as they unload standing guard, um, and somebody picks up a scent, um, and they all t- take cover and prepare to defend themselves. And then one of them goes, "A woman." Oh, because it, it it's has a, a sweet smell. Yeah, it's a ah. perfumed flag. Right. It's a it's a it's a rider carrying a flag which has obviously got some sort of perfume on it. And then one of one of the Vikings calls that it's a herald. Mm. So clearly not um, a soldier. And he's come to lead them to uh, to King um, Rothgar. Rothgar. Cool. I've got to keep checking. I'm not very good with these Vikings. <laughs> well, how many king? Look, how, best guess how many kings were there? And probably a lot. They had a lot of territory. Every territory had a king. Maybe. It'd be like pre-unified England. Yeah. Every every region has a king. Yeah. 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 
So it's clearly an abused term. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not really, because they'd be the king of that particular area and they would king. claim taxes or whatever from yeah. farmers and the like. So they, 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 they ride towards um, uh, Hrothgar's uh, longhouse. Yes. Um, um, noticing that there's no, um, there's only women and children and no boys or men between the ages of 15 and 50, I'm saying. Uh, now, this was filmed in Canada, wasn't it? It was. Was it filmed in Canada? Did you think it was. Hmm. I think it was. But I, I thought that um, it was suitably muddy and dirty and, mm. and wet. And, yeah. and uh, it, it, it was actually... Oh, look, Daryl used the word believable because it's a fictional piece, you know, yeah. <laughs> filmed, you know, um, what, 11 centuries later than what it was. But it was actually quite... I thought it was quite believable. Yeah. Did you? It was. I. It was a very good film and enjoyable. And it filmed in Canada. It's uh, also um, the place where uh, the first Europeans landed in the Americas. Right. Which five hundred years before Columbus. Hmm. Correct. Finland. Uh, right. Okay. So, so quite apt. So they, 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 they find that there's no defences at this place, there's no um, uh, no boys of age, no men. So you're assuming that they were all off raiding somewhere else or they'd all been killed? I think they'd all been killed. Right, okay. Because this, is a, this terror has been... Uh, it had been going on for going a while. Going on for a while. Okay. And obviously the men had gone out to fight them or to bite them off and have been killed subsequently over yeah. time leaving only the small children and the and the women yes and the king's son who's clearly uh, a brave man an ass yes um so there's a child um a child running towards the village um who they spot uh and so they ride they ride out to uh, to investigate and it's a blood-soaked small child. Young boy from a small hamlet? A form, a sm or a small farm. A small farmstead. Not, not too far away. Just up the glen, apparently. Oh. So, the, um, so the Vikings go to explore. Yeah, they go to investigate, investigate. The, yeah. uh, the farm. And this is, um, this is the, the first real brutal scene that we have. Like, I thought it was, like, it wasn't gratuitous, but I thought it was quite appropriate. Mm. Yeah. But you know, some some movies, it's just, it's just a blood fest. But this was a lot more measured. But, you know, the scenes that were quite disturbing, that, that you didn't see too much, but you got a sense what you're looking at was actually quite disturbing. Mm. That's right. Um, and they find, uh, like, oh, well, there's the, the archer standing with his bow out. Um, and this, yeah. also, this is also the first time we start to see um, these bear-like people uh, in, the, in the woods kind of watching them and did disappearing you, back into the woods, you? you do. Oh, okay. All uh, right. Um, and he says to uh, Eben, uh, you know, stand behind me. Don't stand in front of me. Because he's, you know, if you stand in front of him, you're going to get... Uh, you're going to get, you're going to get an, an arrow, an arrow in you. So it's um, 
yeah, he, he, he stands back a little bit at that point. Yes. Um, whilst uh, some of the other uh, members of the, of the, the squad... Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> go in and uh, go in and investigate. And they, um, Is this like Suicide Squad? It's a bit like Suicide Squad, yeah. There's no Harley Quinn, though. Yeah. And so they go in and uh, uh, and come out and wave wave them on to come in. And it's at that point you see um, bodies hung upside down, heads removed. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, okay. Yeah. I, well, that was fairly gratuitous, but but um, quite appropriate. Given what we find out a little bit later on um, about oh yeah uh, about the bad guys, they yeah. did find a, a small figurine, uh, which the vendor they called it the Wendell the vendor yeah yes the W's a V is it yeah okay well please, you guys knew that I, I didn't you know uh, it's a little uh, it's a little um, female figurine. Uh, and the vendor is the uh, Mother Earth. So it signifies Mother oh, Earth. Oh, said to represent the mother of the Wendell. Yeah. Vendor. Vendor. <laughs> See, Which I'm is... still doing it, Finn. I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, as opposed to the vendor at the shops. Um, they find a Venus figurine, yes. Um, and then, um, uh, so they travel back. To the long haul, and yeah, so um, they set up for the night. They get defences inside the inside the room, and they all sleep in a circle um, in the middle of the room, waiting for the uh, the arrival of the vendor. So they, so the, at this point, they knew. So they must have either seen some of these guys in the bush, or in the in the forest. I don't Is think they, they did. They 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 sensed they were close. Yeah. That there was some there. They found tracks heading off. Yeah. Um, but they never actually saw anybody. Yeah. I thought that scene was quite cool. How they were all sleeping. They looked like they were sleeping, and at one point, Edmund sort of. Well, he was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical poet. You know, everyone's ready for war, and he's sleeping. And then he does wake up, and then he notices out of the corner of his eye. That uh, everyone is awake, mm. and he and he did say to them Listening. earlier before they went into the sleeping circle that uh, he mentioned that no one was pointed out that no one was drinking. Yes, we night. don't drink tonight. We don't drink tonight. Uh, which which I thought was quite good. So they were they were basically they prepped were prepped for things to go bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's pretty much at that point where he wakes up and he realizes that everyone's not asleep that they're attacked. Uh, didn't they see Finn? Didn't they see uh, people through through the boards in the ceiling? There was they saw shadows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden, timbers started getting kicked in on this finely made long haul. Didn't they break through the? Uh, was it a door area or just the? Oh, they, I think they sort of kicked open a few uh, multiple entrances, mm, and they yeah. really went. To town. I think I think that part of the longhouse is pro is uh, looked like it was um, fairly open normally, and they had probably had like shutters. Ah, makes sense. But they could shut, you know, to enclose, open it when it's a bit warmer. Not that I don't think it gets very warm up there. No, but, it um, didn't look warm. Close it when it's a you know when it's night time and cold yeah. and what have well, you. Well, it was raining when they first walked mm. into the long hall. 
Oh, what I thought was pretty cool was that you had the ceiling, the big round area of the ceiling that was open so that the fire and the smoke, or the smoke could exit the building. But it was raining at the time and it was just muddy on the floor. Mm. I thought that was quite quite cool, yeah. quite believable. That was yeah. great, yeah. So they, um, they're, they're basically attacked at that point and... Um, uh, it, I think it's Rag, Ragnar and uh, Olof are beheaded. Uh, I think on the first night, Higlak. Higlak. Is it Higlak? Higlak and Ragnar um, don't make it in the to the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel is it's like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just goes up a number every movie. Mm. Eleventh so, warrior. Yeah, yeah. So they're not going to make it to um, the fourteenth warrior. Not at all. No, no. no. So, um, um, and uh, Evan fights off, uh, fights off one. Yeah. Um, they all scout one or two, and even Evan gets one as well. And um, I think it was at that. I think it was at that point. Ha um, Hager pulls in Hager the horrible. Um, <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Do you, do you know who Hagar is? Hagar the Horrible? Hagar. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Uh, yeah, Hagar yeah. the Horrible. Um, that's, that's, that was our early introduction to Viking culture. Mm. Hagar the Horrible. Hagar the Horrible. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. It's probably inappropriate now. It, uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Hagar was always getting beaten up by his wife, wasn't he? Yeah. She was the, she was, yeah, she was the violent one. But so, Herger basically says, at least he didn't run. I think it was this one. Oh, yes. Yeah, they find him underneath a couple of bodies and say, oh, at least he didn't run. Yeah. Here he is. At that point, had he modified his sword? No, no not at that no. point. He was still swinging they around. They gave this... him, as a poet, he didn't have a weapon. No, and they gave him this huge, heavy piece of, Useless steel oh, it was with a, a point slab on it. of metal. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't even call it a sword. It was like a foot across. It was clubbing people to death. Oh, it was terrible. So he's got like a big gash on his head. Yeah. And he's bleeding, and um, uh, a young uh, Viking woman tends to his wounds, Olga. Ah, the love story. The love story. There has to be a love story. Yes. In this film. Um, and she uses, um, she tells him uh, that uh, she's cleaning his wounds with cow's urine. <laughs> oh. Which, yeah, look, it's not my. Um, Boiled down. Yeah, not my preference. Well, he was going to wash his face with clean water, and then she said, You'll have pus pouring from your head the next day because it'll yeah. get infected. Yes. Whereas she was just like filling the wound with, with this. Dry, like this paste congealed yeah, something cow's urine paste yeah. good sort on like, her sort of like Savlon antiseptic cream <laughs> fill in the wound um, so he wakes up the next morning and they're building defences um, uh, as, as best as, they could as best yeah. they could it, it actually it, at this point it sort of it resembled a bit more like the A team a little bit, An yeah. episode the, of the A-Team. Are you familiar with the A-Team? I am, yeah. Except yeah. there's no machine gun made out yeah. of uh, <laughs> but a LPG gas bottle and a piece of PVC piping. And, a, and you know, shiny carbine. Um, it, it did resemble 
something out of the aging. Oh, yeah, they had a plan. Uh, and they built defences. Yeah, they did. And they gave, and he, they, they sent him out with his sword to uh, to chop spikes. Yes, um, which, which he didn't do very which well. Which was a little bit comical. With his big slab of metal. Mm. So he goes yeah. to find the forge. Yes. The, the, the metal worker. Um, and he's trying, you can see him in the distance trying to explain how he wants the sword to look, how it's supposed to look. Now, doesn't he, Finn, at this point, doesn't he take over the he forge did, and starts, yeah, and starts carving it down himself? Mm. And he did a pretty good job. And he's got this uh, scimitar-like sword at the end. Yes, that, um, that he proves that he's quite handy with. Mm, absolutely. Yes. Um, and uh, I think it's Olga actually says to him uh, while she's checking out his wound, um, whilst he's working in the, on the defences, to watch out for the, ki- the king's son, Prince Ludwig. Ludwig. Um, uh, so, Ludwig. so he tells Herger, um, and Herger and uh, uh, Bullvi hatch a plan to um, to put the prince in his place. Yes, um, by using um, uh, a, a giant red-headed man who's the a bodyguard of the prince called Angus. Angus. Mm. Angus is not a Viking name, surely. Is it? Well, it's Germanic. Close enough. Depends. Yeah, it is close enough. How do you know Angus is Germanic? It sounds Germanic. It's Scots. Does it? I don't know. Celtic. He speaks Anglo-Saxon. I think mm. we need to battle his expertise Any, on this one. English. Any, anyway, there's a there's a there's a shoveling incident, uh, where Herger's shoveling dirt onto him oh uh, yes pick on the ranger which he takes offense to why would he oh, that's making any sense well you know when you keep getting covered in horseshit i guess at some point you're gonna get like a little bit annoyed yes um and so a fight ensues well they, they certainly um uh, he certainly calls out angus's um, he calls him out basically, and there's a challenge given. Oh, yeah, there is, and and, and it's uh, there's a, a number of shields, and uh, Antonio Banderas's character is trying to stop it, uh, and saying, you know, saying to Herger, you know, that he's like twice the size of him, and he's probably going to kill him, and Herger's like, well, you know, that might happen. Put your money on him if you like. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it um it. Well, it appears quite theatrical. With that, is that a good description of how the fight goes? I think it's probably like a traditional standoff type. You know, duel. Yes. What we would call a modern day duel, or of the time. Yeah. Uh, rather than multiple people fighting amongst themselves to sort out their differences. Mm. Mm. The two people go at it and whoever comes out on top, that's it. Let's get back on with business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, the, the fight itself actually ends quite quickly. Um, well, it goes on for a wee while because there's... Um, uh, I think they all get... They both get three shields. So 
Herger keeps picking up a shield and then it keeps getting smashed. Yes. Because um, Angus is enormous. He's a big fella. And he's just laying into him, basically. Um, at which, at the, and, the, and it's at that point where all his, all his shields are gone. He's on one knee. Um, he's uh, basically waiting for the death blow. And then he sidesteps the swing and beheads Angus in front of everybody, including the prince, who gets covered in Angus's uh, neck blood (laughs) as he squirts all over the crowd. Yes. Yeah, a little unpleasant, you know. Um, And and the king's son does... He doesn't do a runner, but clearly he uh, he stops his plotting. Well... Herger also um, has the audacity to throw a bag of coins at the at the prince, and then say and tells him to bury his man. He was very brave. Yes. Yeah. Um, now and, there was a quote of that as well. Well, even says to Hager uh, to Herger, um, uh, you you could have killed him at any time, and he says oh. yes, and he goes well. Why the deception? And he says well. It's the fear of the unknown. It's what you can't see. Yeah. That's... You, so now he's got to calculate... He's, he he's can calculate for the 13 men, but he doesn't... He can't calculate for the unknown that they bring to the fight. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which is weird. Weird. Why, why would you vie for some sense of power if you know that, that this, this unseen danger is just going to kill everyone? It's... Yeah. Well, I guess uh, he probably thinks at some point uh, it's going to win. When it came to the plot, and the, uh, I actually didn't think that that I didn't think that worked very well because you know it's not like uh, the king's son had a, well, he didn't marshal a lot of troops. It's not like he could have overthrown the thirteen or anything like that. It, it, it I, I didn't find that part terribly believable. Well, I think there's a few there's a few moments in there that are a little bit like that. Yeah. Where it's there's there's a, a, a sequence which doesn't quite make a lot of sense yeah. to the narrative of the story. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I I thought that it sort of detracted a bit. You know, you don't you, you, when you watch the Seven Samurai or when you watch uh The Magnificent Seven, yeah, they didn't have that. You know, um if I was gonna make a comparison between this movie and say something like that it was just a straight these people are here to defend us we're quite fortunate mm. so. i guess though that what the point he's trying to make is that i guess viking life or vikings in general were a um i, I guess he's probably trying to say they're not totally trustworthy not all of them and some some will step on others to to seize power yeah which is i, I guess kind of most well, of Europe I mean, at that look time. At, look at our, um, you know, the head of the thirteen, Bulworth. He, um, his own brother was attempting to assassinate him. Mm. So it must have been a pretty, um, pretty cutthroat time. That's right. Um, so uh, I think at this point, Antonio Banderas rides out uh, to the lookout um, with some food. Um, who and who is on the lookout? Um, so uh, he was Ed, 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 
So he was Uber Eats. He He's was the, the Viking man. version of Uber Eats at the time. Right? Ed though is the, the quiet man on the lookout. Right. Um, uh, and he, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're sitting there and they, you can hear like thunder in the distance and they're having a conversation and he says, oh, that's the thunder clips. <laughs> the thunder clips. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a problem. So they must have been reasonably close to water. You don't get a sense of that, but he must have been pretty mm. close to water. Or the the ocean. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and then uh, the fog cut starts coming in and the fireworm is coming. Yeah. Now, do we know which country we're in? Are we in... I'm, well, Canada. No, no, but... <laughs> 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 I would guess around Sweden. Sweden, that's your guess. Maybe Denmark. Denmark. Okay. So they um so they seal the they seal the um the uh, the, village. the village off, um, and you can see the 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 line the fire coming down the hill, um, uh, and uh, they're looking out into the field and there's a there's lots of children out in the middle of nowhere by themselves. There's another one that they I know, spot. I know. Like, have we discussed helicopter parents in our last I podcast? I don't know. Yeah, we? we have. We discussed it during it. Yeah. And, don't speak and to clowns we in have, We've got another classic example of ten, the, the lack of helicopter parenting in the 10th century. Who leaves a child, you know... Out in the field by themselves. Look, mm. yeah, we're building defences to fight off some unseen enemy. But anyway, you go and play. It's all good. On your way back in, just watch out for the, the, the spiky timber because you wouldn't want to lose an eye or something. And uh, watch out for the guy, the, the, the bears on horses. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't know just yet. Not know, because um, Ibn rides out, uh, they, they open the gate. Even rides out, picks up the child, looks through the smoke. And well, no, he jumps over the gate. It is horse. Oh, he jumps clear over, over the top, yeah. and then the other guys are trying to figure out how they're going to open it, open it right. up. Because they open it when he comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's looking through the smoke, and uh, we see uh, cavalry. Lots of Lots cavalry. Lots of cavalry. So it's got to be like seven or eight hundred, surely. It's a lot. Uh, coming to attack the village. So he gets out of Dodge, heads back into... Uh, Grabs the child. He didn't seem overly fond of being picked up and thrown on the back of a horse. No. Uh, probably could have hidden in the, uh, the, the fells out in the... Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, they get back and, uh, and the cavalry attack the village. Um, and I think it's Skeld is killed at this point. They, they lose, um, they lose a, a number few. Of they lose a few in this, this confrontation. Um, well, how many do you reckon they lost? Four or five? Well, a couple of them were uh, killed by the uh, archers. Mm. Yes, yes. The guy with the tattoos across his f- uh, the bridge of his nose, what was his name? That's Skeld. Skeld, right. yeah. Skeld, yeah. He, um, he goes down like a lead weight. <laughs> It, they didn't have as um, as sexy deaths as you would have thought. No, they were so, pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
And so, Ibn's fighting at the at the fence line. Um, they're coming over the top of the. They're coming over the defenses. Um, he's carving away at them, and he he knocks one down on the ground and goes to stab it. Pushes its the 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 bear head off. Yeah. Uh, and realizes it's a very ugly man. Oh, like yeah, because at this point. They've not seen one. They still think it's like a supernatural. On that first yeah. night, even though they killed 10 or 11, all the bodies have disappeared. Mm. So they, on their way out, when they, uh, when the, the vandal retreated, they took all the bodies with them. So even at this point, they hadn't actually seen what they looked like. It's like Hamburger Hill. When, yeah. You know, the movie Hamburger Hill. <laughs> You, that's, how many times have you quoted that movie? I haven't quoted that movie at all. You have. <laughs> <laughs> and they go up Hamburger Hill and there's never any bodies. There's, you, I, I, I'm sure you have. Uh, that's the first If time. anyone knows how many times Graham's quoted the, that, then look, please feel free to write in, okay? Yeah, dear. So anyway, Ibn realises that it's, it's not a supernatural uh, enemy that they're facing. It's not an insurmountable uh, uh, enemy. They can they can defeat a person. There's nothing mythical or magical about it. No, they're this just men. Not, just men with weapons. In a bear suit. Mm. It's cool with, face paint. With yeah. bear club claw, bear claw, club claws. claws Do we clubs. know any famous bears? No. Uh, um, Smokey. Um, <laughs> Humphrey. Smokey the bear. <laughs> Humphrey. Humphrey B. Bear. Humphrey B. Bear. Paddington. Paddington Bear? Pooh. Oh, <laughs> who, names, who names a bear Pooh? Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Yeah. So, so well, I didn't see any skinned Pooh Bears. Mm. And there was nobody dancing inappropriately with any of the women, so Humphrey wasn't there. Humphrey. Okay. No. Uh, moving along. <laughs> Is so this, they, I think that was before your your time, Finn. Hmm. Humphrey Humphrey B. Bear was uh, him and Sandy used to be on, on one of our local television programs. Hmm. Oh. A long time. He used to always look like he, he was humping her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On a kid's show. It, well, uh, no one said it was appropriate. No one said it was inappropriate to be like aggro. Anyway. Man with a hand up. So yeah, so we're starting to learn a bit uh, about um, the vendor, mm. and that you know if they're men, they can be killed. So they break they break into the um, they break the gate open that they um, had open reopened to yeah. let uh, Ivan in. Um, well, there's so many there's so many of these things. And cav- cavalry pour into um, pour into uh, into the village. Um, and they all they all uh, muster on uh, Bullvi, who uh, throws them all a pole and says, "Stand with me." Yeah. Oh, that that and, was a pretty and, cool. And Ibn says, "What do I do with the pole?" And he says, "Put your foot on it." <laughs> <laughs> there were there, and uh, one of the horses rides into a pole, and then the pole actually sort of really bends. Mm. It's um, yeah. Well, Bends impossibly. I think it does snap at some point. Okay. But, uh, like, that's a pretty cool scene, you know. Mm. And it, 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 it was boring on dark when uh, 
when Ibn went out to save the child, but at that stage it was it had actually not it was not time and not had yeah taken over. Mm. So, so they they fight off the cavalry, they leave the village in flames. Uh, some more of the thirteen are, are are now deceased. A lot of the villagers were killed. Look. You don't you don't really get a sense of how many villages there are. No. But you, you do see them killed in numbers. Right. Um, it's at this point that Herger offers uh, Ibn a beer out of a horn. And he says, I cannot uh, drink... Imbue... Uh, the, 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 Imbued the, the, the drink made from uh, wheat or barley. Or grapes. Or grapes. Of the grape, wasn't it? Yeah. And he, uh, Herger laughs at him and says, it's uh, honey. Made from honey. And he has some. He does. He but I drink. actually thought that particular rule didn't wasn't introduced until you know, like the nineteenth century or late eighteenth century. I don't know. I don't I don't yeah. Yes. I th- I think we're having oh, sh- sorry. I think I think we're having uh, a bit of bit of license. Yeah. I think Michael Crichton was taking a little bit of license yeah. there. Uh, uh, are you familiar with when that particular rule? No, no. no. Okay. Uh, you can always Google it. But then you go on a list. I'll drink to that. Honey? <laughs> or wheat and barley, yeah. Yeah. You can always Google it, but you'll go on a list. Yeah, you'll be... You'll go on a watch list. A watch list. A CIA watch list. Yeah, you'll end up sitting in your lounge room with an ankle bracelet. Right. Um, so, uh, at, it's at this point also that after, after he's had that, that Olga and, and Ibn retire to a barn. Yes. And, uh... Well, it gets awfully cold. In, it does. But in that's why the they took northern wilds off. of Canada. That's why they took their clothes off. Um, because they were cold. Well, she, she's very aggressive in treating his wounds. Uh, she's well, very like, she's like when he had those cuts on his face, she just literally just grabbed the side of his head and just start squeezing it to see Sticking if the pus came it. out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you think that she would have asked first. Um, yeah. So the next the next morning they go, uh, they head off to the witch. Is it, is it worthwhile mentioning that we've lost a few more of our brave? We 13. can we can you can mention who dies. Skeld, yeah. Holger, Ronneth. Ruffle, uh all fell during that mm. confrontation. So we're left with uh, Bullvi, Herger, Wealth, um, Half, Halfdane, and Edtho. I can never say his name. No, neither can I. Finn, any ideas as Ed- to the pronunciation? Edtho. No, no clue. Um, right. So they they go to the um, the local witch. Now, how do you an O with two dots above it? How do you pronounce that? Well, in the Alps, it would be uh, and yep. I'm going to guess it's uh, uh, not U so or O. Verve. <laughs> Does I mean well, Verve Volva? That's not right. the Volva. <laughs> I'm sure there's not a character named Volva. <laughs> I don't think that's the correct pronunciation for um, the witch. 
Mm. Yes. Uh, but she, um, they, they're trying to, she's, she seems a little mad, um, to say the least. This isn't the same woman who gave them the advice. advice. The no, this place. is the local, the local but, seer. And uh, she, um, she gave them some very good advice. She, she tells them to, uh, uh, to uh, seek them in the earth. Yes. Which doesn't really make a lot of sense at this point. Really? Uh, no. Um, no, but they set off anyway. Um, she also says, um, you, you, you have to kill the mother, but you also have to kill the leader, the one with the horns. Yes. The warlord who wears the horns of power. Mm, that's right. So they, uh, so the hunt begins, as the hunted become, as the hunted become the hunters. Well, a good defense is a good. Uh, no, the good best defense is a best is a defense. Good yeah. Yes, yeah. which kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, and the trail is pretty easy to follow. Um, they point out uh, there's plenty of markers to show they're not they're not hiding where they're going. No, at all. No. I don't think they're that clever. So at this stage, they know it's a bear cult. They know clearly it's a bear cult at this stage. Or um, well, they know it's people in bear suits or okay. bear skins. Okay. All right. But we we don't actually know um, what sort of people they are, and I believe in the book they're um, like. Uh, then they're not, it's not a bear cult as such. They're actually like Neanderthal. Oh. Oh, and you got that from the book. Mm, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in the book they're right. like okay. a, they're well, like a, 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 a an offshoot of an offshoot of Homo sapien. Right. Okay. Um, what do you reckon, Finn? Does it sound about right? Could be. Most of them die there. Yeah. Unknown. Okay. All right. Um, but that's in the, you know, in the book, it's, it's, it's a fictional, you know. But in saying that, um, I, I, I think Michael Crichton's a fantastic writer. Have you guys ever read The Andromeda Strain? No. Have you got a chance to, that's my favourite Michael Crichton book, apart from It Is The Dead, which I haven't read yet, which I, I'll throw it on my list. Yeah. So, even, even says, you know, um. Where do bears live? He he thinks about it, and he, you know, he's thinking about what the witch said: seek them in the earth. And he says, "Where do bears live?" And someone says, "In a cave." So then they start looking for a cave. Yeah. And it's a and they're they're looking over a cliff, and you can see a rope bridge. Yeah, there can't be too many bears left in Sweden because you know these guys yeah. would if Wearing everyone of... had a bear suit. Mm. That's a lot of bears. And the and they're they're basically they're looking down and saying, "Oh, there's no there's no cave," and then you see someone disappear into the into the wall of the cliff, mm. and that's where the cave is. Yeah. So they um, so they basically start moving towards the uh, uh, entrance of the cave, killing off the guards on their way in. Yep. Um, and entering the uh, entering the cave system. Which was pretty cool, actually, if you ask me. I, I thought that was quite. It's quite. It's um, quite well done at that stage. It's a it's a fairly decent length um, 
decent length scene as well. It like, yeah, goes for quite a while. And they had to sneak in. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't, because there was only a handful of them at that stage. They, ha- they, they had to sneak past the, 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 the ones that are sleeping and yeah. climb over a waterfall. And I mean, this is clearly a last-ditch effort. You know, yeah. would you say that it was a suicide mission? I kind of felt that no one was coming back alive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that's fin. Is that your take on it? Going into a cave filled with cannibals. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be. Well, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, you'd sell all your long-term high-yield investments before you went into the cave. Sell all your bitcoin. Yeah. You know. You sell off all your Bitcoin because chances are you're not coming back. No. Although I, I got the impression that uh, Herger was uh, intent on finding a way out. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, cool. Obviously, you couldn't go the way you came, mm. but he, I think he felt that there was a way out. So they, cl- they climb over, a down, rope down a waterfall. Yes. Um, into the... Uh, underwater lake below yeah um and it's at that point they're um accosted by local guards yes within the cave um and they're also funnily enough at the um the witch's uh residence within the cave hmm. so they send uh, bullvi tell bullvi to go in and they'll hold off whoever attacks you know the waves that that attack them now this was an interesting scene and I think this was one of the ones that was reshot because originally right originally when um, uh, Bullvar goes in to kill the witch the witch was an older woman so it wasn't believable is that what you're saying Um, well I think Michael Crichton wanted to go for a sexier witch right and so, sexy witch. And so he kind of had one that kind of looked like the Enchantress from... Uh, oh, from, from a movie Suicide that Squad. we were quoting earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I, got, I, I thought, that's where they got, must have got the, you know, the Enchantress from. Was It's like a similar thing. Maybe that's, that's where he got the idea from, from the comic books. Because originally it was an old, the witch was like, you know, the mother. The mother of the earth. Was an older woman. Yeah. Um... And so Bullvai... Right. Uh, Look, at no point do you actually see any women in this cult. No, there's just her. Space. But there must be some. The numbers don't work, people. There must, there must be somewhere, though, within the cave system. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I don't know, either. Weird. I don't know, either. Me, neither. So, Bullvai enters the, uh, the witch's lair, um, which has uh, numerous heads hanging from vines throughout the that that scene when they noticed they were walking on bones and there were stacks of skulls mm. sitting almost like cups within each other and they formed these big long snakes and that was amazing that yeah. actually looked real yeah yeah I thought and so Bouvai uh, confronts the witch. She uh, she scratches him before he chops her head off. Yes. Um, and she has dipped her very long nail into some sort of resin. It, it clearly was some form of poison. Yeah, some yeah. poisonous liquid. Um, 
That, and it must have been quite fast acting because he wasn't well after that. No, he, he staggers out, doesn't he? Yeah, he clearly was in distress. Mm. Um, and Hagar yells, at, sees him coming out. And Hagar. 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 Turns out, I'm going to say Hagar. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> Hagar the horrible. Hagar the horrible. Hagar. Oh. Turns around and yells at him, is it done? And Bullvie uh, responds in the, in the affirmative. The affirmative. That it's done. And they start making a um, their way down the cave system, looking for a way out. Because they can't go back. They can't go back up the cave system. No, now. no, because they're outnumbered like a gazillion to one. Mm, mm. What? What is a? What is the? Um, the collective noun for a gazillion people in bear suits. Finn? <laughs> I, I'm not a specialist. <laughs> Why not? In cannibal bears. I'm not sure. Come on, uh, come on, mate. What electives are you doing in high school these days? Uh, I don't think they cannibal. Cannibals in bear suits. That should be. I thought I, that was an elective. I, why not? You know. I'm and it's and it should be. <laughs> Gonna have a chat with your English teacher tomorrow. Oh dear. No, you go and have a chat with the English teacher. Oh no, I better not. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So they're heading further and further down the cave, uh, and, and at this point we lose half Dane. He um, he was wounded in the fight. Whilst Bullvi um, was in the in the witch's lair, yes, he, um, he opted to to he, stay behind. Stay behind, and he's he's yeah. done with running, basically. Yeah, yeah, and he was going to meet. Um, he was going to go to the halls of Valhalla mm. to buy them some time. That's right. Yeah. At, at this point, they also they come out into a. Um, what did he say? He said something. He said something to. He says, "Go on, boy." I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm done running. Done running. Yeah. He's really seem upset about it. No, he's like, he knows he's going to a good place. Yeah. He's like, go on. I'm right. You know, you go ahead. And then he just turns around and you don't, there's no heroic fight scene or anything like you just hear a couple of, a bit of metal on metal and then that's it. That's right. And then he's, and then he's gone. Yeah. Um, and the, the rest of them come out at a, um, an underwater, not an underwater, an, an under underground lake again, water body of water, not quite a lake, yeah. um, and you can hear thunder, which brings us back to the thundercliffs from this earlier. Is the lamest name. No. Well, it sounds like thunder, I guess, it, and that's when uh, Evan says surf. It's like. Waves oh, breaking. So, okay. Waves breaking yep. on the. So what's up, dude? Um, and so they dive. They do they leave their weapons behind at this point? No. Or do they take them with them? I I was under the impression they'd left their weapons behind. I think the only person who does take his weapon was Ibn. Mm. Um. So they dive. They dive down, and it's quite a long swim through this cave system. It's a, a light watching sanctum. Um, yeah, which is another underwater movie, yeah. <laughs> and they um, they come out uh, uh, at the base of the Thundercliffs, basically. Yes. Um, in the ocean. Um, so in the sea. Vikings and and 
um, uh, Arabic poets are actually quite good swimmers, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. So we, we, we get back to the longhouse. Bullvie is uh, uh, sitting, uh, being tended to. Um, yep. uh, He's Rothgar, not looking well at this point. Rothgar ah. is uh, basically saying he'll be buried as a king. Yes. Um, and he turns to Ibn and says um, uh, something along the lines of a man would feel quite wealthy to have someone write about write his story or something to that effect anyway. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Which was pretty cool. Way, um, because there was a point during their travels where uh, Bullwith actually... The, there's a scene where Bullwith and Ibn... Um, talk well Bullif asks him to write something down because he can s he can spell sounds mm. something to oh, that effect yeah, yeah. and I think he in that scene Bullif shows that in the same way that um, Ibn learnt to copy their speech he copied what he saw in that moment mm. that Ibn had written in the sand exactly. and then he later on in the movie he actually repeats it repeats it to him almost to, almost yeah Bull almost Bull he, he, there's just like correction on Ibn's part hmm. but um so they I think was that to show that they had a bit more in common than I, I, think, I think so and I also think that it was maybe to show that Bullvi is um uh quite quite uh quite smart Quite yes. intellectual, yeah. I guess, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. He's not just a brainless behemoth that yeah. chops people Muscle off. Muscle bound, you know, king. Mm. He's king material, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, uh, the horns going, the vendors coming, the, the riders, the cavalry are coming back. Uh, one, of the, one of the Vikings throws... Uh, even some chainmail to wear, yes, which he puts on. And well, he doesn't put it on straight away. He takes well, his shoes off and he he prays. He prays, but then Bullworth comes out. Bullworth then leads them in a Viking prayer. The same prayer that the um, the the queen's the king's wife who was getting buried. Oh, is it? It's exactly the same prayer. Oh, I, I didn't pick up on mm. that. Wow. Oh, I thought uh, that was quite cool. And Ibn actually mouths the prayer mm. as well. And it's like, I, I lower there I see my father, low there I see my mother, yeah. my brothers and my sisters, the line of my people, mm. leading me on to Valhalla with the dead. <laughs> you remember that quite well. Yeah, I haven't remembered it exactly, but that's pretty much the, the, premise. the prayer. Yeah. Wow. And it's, exactly, it's exactly the same really prayer. Good. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, kind of closes a nice, neat circle in the story. Yeah. As well. I thought. So we have the we have the um, the attack, um, which a little bit unbelievable. Yeah, this is the final fight scene, you know. It's the it, yeah, and a little bit too quick. It it was. I felt it. Well, considering they they were outnumbered by. You know, a bazillion to one. Mm. Uh, instead of being overrun, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 
and the queen the queen gives Olga um, sends her into the basement of the longhouse with a whole pile of knives for all of the the ladies who have the children down there. Yes. And says, don't let them take the children. Yeah. Yeah. So they were preparing to lose at this stage. Oh, yeah, they're preparing for the end. Yeah. At that point. Um, Bullvike, who is on his deathbed, essentially, um, starts, uh, sees, sees the horned rider coming in and starts moving towards him. So he challenges the 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 their leader, the one with the the horns of power. That's right. Yeah, and um, which I think with the intention of, uh, as the witch said, you kill you kill the man with the horns, the man with the power, and the rest will break. Yes, yeah. that was the prophecy, mm-hmm. uh, as told by the mm-hmm. the local um, the local witch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bulvai uh, does does make one last stand. Um, he uh, knocks the, the the horns of the man with the horns of power off his horse. Um, they have a wee bit of a, a go at. Somebody has a bit of a go at him from behind as he, you know, they, as they ride past. Yeah. Um, and he uh, drives his long his uh, broadsword into into the man with power. The right. the the leader of the of the riders, and the prophecy is true. The horses break. They they do. This is you know, and they then introduce some sort of mythical element because you called it Finn. You said, "I oh, I wonder if they're gonna." What did you say? I can't remember. Oh, uh... something about well, you thought I bet you they disappear. Yeah, that's right. I thought they would. Um vanish into the mist or the fog or whatever it was but if they didn't they did something weird they vanished into the ground instead yeah. because there was a corpse on the ground and the corpse disappeared um i didn't see that i thought they rode off no oh, no they actually um they started to ride off and then the horses and the riders actually just disappeared into the earth it was really weird yeah, it, um, it, yeah, it, it, it then, at the very end, introduced this mythical element. Mm, which wasn't explained. No. no. See, no. I didn't pick that. I just thought they wrote off. No. Well, no. yeah. Um, I, I do recall when I first saw it, and I, I, I thought that was going to happen again when I saw it again. It had been a number of years since I saw it last. And uh, yeah, sure enough, you you picked it, Finn. Uh, uh, they did actually disappear, but um, not not in a predictable way. They um, and it was still daylight. They they didn't disappear into the mist. The horses and the bodies and everything just disappeared into the earth. Mm. Weird. That's interesting. I didn't. I'll have to watch that bit again just to. So I keep watching it, and I never see that. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not watching close enough. Yeah. So Bullvise. Uh, basically die. Well, basically, he he dies. He does. Well, I thought his death was pretty cool. What do you think, Finn? It was. It was pretty interesting. Uh, this whole ceremony. Well, it, the way that he sort of sat up against that post in the rain. It looks was, like he's sitting on a throne, doesn't it? Yeah, it did, and he he did look quite king-like. I mean, it's pretty imposing, dude. With mm-hmm. his dog sitting next to him, and the yeah, and with the sword there, the sword. and um, who is that actor? 
Uh, Vladimir Kulich. Uh, what do we know him from? Um, I think he was in um, uh, the oh, what is it? The, he's in the first Equalizer movie with Denzel Washington. He's a, like a Eastern European gangster in that. Oh, but uh, uh, he was originally an ice hockey player. Wow, he's a big oh. dude, but he's just really imposing. Mm. And um, I, I thought he was great, King. Mm. I think he's been he's in really good. He's been in a yeah. few things. Yeah. Um, and then we have Ibn back on a longboat in his uh, uh, Middle Eastern attire, mm. um, and he's travelling with uh, uh, wealth and um, uh, Egtho, who are pretty much, apart from Herga, the last remaining. Oh, members. so they were heading back to the Volga. They're heading. They were heading back, taking him back home. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and Herger was staying behind. Oh, right. To obviously help with rebuilding or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it finishes off with what appears to be some time later. Uh, uh, Ibn writing the story. The story of his adventure. Of... Uh, the Vendel and and the Volga Vikings and Paulus and um, and saying that he had uh, felt I guess that he had become a a valuable servant of God yes which is what he was looking for from the outset I think to be yeah to be a, a valuable servant useful yes in that in 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 the grand scheme of his life, mm. have some purpose. So what did, what did you think of this film overall? Um, I don't know. Do you want to kick it off, Finn? Do you feel like kicking it off? At oh. this point, we n would normally discuss um, what we liked about it, maybe what we didn't like about it, what super sucked about it, um, and then we'll give it a rating, like out of 10. I did like how they introduced like the historical aspect and... Uh, they, they did kind of introduce more of like their traditional fighting styles and their, you know, the greater uh, demonic, strange, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I did like how the fight scenes were quite, they, they weren't like modern movies where one guy fights 60 people to a standstill or something like that. It was quite believable. It was even you you saw that. these guys, you know, they take out one or two and then they, they cop a bear claw to the chest and then Still go down. Take casualties. It was a, it was a, a lot more believable, I, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so, what would you give it out of 10? Me? Yeah. Personally, maybe a... Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven is a pretty reasonable yeah, score, I think. Still yeah. not a bad score. What did you think? Uh, I, I liked, actually liked it. I thought that it was a, considering it was made in nineteen ninety nine, um, you know, and you know, Vikings are pretty popular right now. Oh, they but, are. So you know, it, it's come back in fashion. Just mm. like green. Eventually green will come back in fashion or who knows. But um, I, I, I liked how that all the characters seem to have a good camaraderie by, you know, the last third of the movie. They all... 
that mm. you know they actually got on pretty well and and I, I thought all the characters were quite quite believable quite like likable and, and I um, the things that I didn't sort of super get in the movie was he gets challenged to go on this quest but at no point does he say well actually you know what stuff it I'm not I'm not going. He just goes. He just goes. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't put up a fight. Doesn't say no. They, you know, you've got the wrong guy. You know, they don't have to stuff him into a sack to chuck him on a boat or anything. Well, I think I think he just goes. Well, I think I think the whole point was he was he wanted to meet a king. That was his job. He was a he was a um, an, an, amb- an ambassador, an yeah. emissary, and he wanted to meet a king. And he met a king. And then the king basically said, "Do you want to come with us?" as the non-Viking, the non-Scandinavian, well, to fight spat, the Well, he spat in a bowl, and then they basically said, anyway, just go grab your horse. Yeah, well, it, 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 for me, that that was um, it wasn't a very nuanced reason for him to just jump on his horse and take off and go fight some unseen warrior or enemy. Uh, so that was probably a bit of a downside for me. But, it, but you know, I like the fight scenes. I thought it was superly heroic. The characters all were quite believable. They got on really well. Um, where it was shot, filmed, even the soundtrack. I, you know, I, I thought it was really good. I'd probably, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. An eight. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, me, well, I watch this film quite regularly, just because I enjoy. Secretly, it. you quite like this movie. I do. I really enjoy this film. Irrelevant of what it made in relation to the budget yeah. overruns. Yeah. Um, is is it because 13 is the, the, the highest number you can count? Probably, yeah. Oh, okay. That's how many toes I've got. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, touche. Yeah, it's, it's what happens when you live to a, near an irradiated lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I seriously, this, it's a, it's a, Fun for it's. I guess it's a fun film. It's yes. a little bit bloody, but it's a fun film. Yes. Um, it's a it's a boy's own adventure romp, in a way. Um, the action scenes are beautifully filmed. Yes. Those sequences are, that um, oh, Michael yeah. Crichton has not had a hand in, uh, that are purely John McTiernan, uh, amazingly filmed. Yes. Um, I do have an issue with the whole. Uh, which uh, the mother, the Earth Mother. I think that maybe they could have, they should have gone with a slightly older woman because that kind of makes more sense. And having a preteen be your queen. Yeah. Um, the characters very believable. Uh, the fight scenes are the the one on one fight scenes are great. And as you say, um, you know when somebody gets hit, it's not like a you know, it's, it's an actual flesh wound. Yeah. It's not a, It's not just like a, oh, you hit me, I'm perfectly <laughs> I'll, I'll fine. I'll get back up. I'll get back up and... You know. And so, it's... it's. I, I do recommend this movie, but I'm going to fall somewhere in the middle at seven and a half. Seven and a half? I think and I'm you gonna, like this movie. I do, but it's, you know, it's, it's not the greatest movie. It is literally a steaming pile of crap at times. Because... Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it, this, this, the story doesn't have a lot of continuity. Uh, no. Um, no. In fact, there's not a great deal of story to it. No. No. And so, um, you, they don't 
develop some of those characters that they could like like wealth or like skill they don't really develop them to the point and some of the scandinavian uh 13 uh the the ones that get killed off mm. you don't really meet them at all yeah. except when they die right. Except when they, they say, yes, I'll go, okay. and then they die. Okay, oh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, so that's a missed opportunity. So there's really, a missed opportunity. To inter- See, the, the thing that John Sturgis does really well, or did really well with The Magnificent Seven, was on the journey to the Mexican village that the Seven are going to, you, you, you're introduced to each and every character, and you kind of... You, you get to know them in a way and you kind of become emotionally invested in their death. Whereas you kind of, in, at the, in, in this film, some of those deaths you go, oh, he died. Yeah. Is, Whereas is you're not, there's no, there's no, there's not that long, emotional How long investment. is this movie? This is wow. 1999. It's no, no, how long is it? Oh, uh, it's 100 we... minutes, something like that. So it's quite short. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it could have been, it, it really could have been 40 minutes longer. And when really nuanced those characters. And really nuanced yeah. those characters so that you had that emotional loss yes. when, when one of their members dies. Because mm. you want to be emotionally invested in their adventure, yeah. in a way. Not just in Antonio Banderas' character and uh, Herger and Vladimir Kulich's characters. <laughs> you don't want... Because really they're... You the, said Putin then, didn't Vladimir you? Putin. <laughs> Vladimir Kulich. <laughs> well, there are bears, and well, you know, Putin I, likes to ride a bear. I'm pretty um, sure they didn't have too many oligarchs in the 10th century. Mm. So there's there's that kind of thing that's a missed opportunity for me, and that's why I guess seven and a half is a fairly fair score for me. Yeah, yeah, seven and a half grizzly bear people. Grizzly bear people, yeah. Okay. So, All right. so we've got a seven from uh, seven from Finn. Seven from. An eight from Phil, a seven and a half from me. Yeah, boy. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks for joining me, boys. All right. No, you're welcome. That Uh, was a bit of fun. So we'll see you. um, We'll see you next time. Certainly will. Bye for now. All right. Bye, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to that shit movie's quite good. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If there's a movie out there you want me to watch and review instead of mowing the bloody lawn, please, dear God, send me an email. No, really do it. Now, just just make one up. <laughs>